Welcome to Smart in the City, the Babel podcast where we bring together top actors in the smart city arena, sparking dialogues and interactions around the stakeholders and themes most prevalent for today's citizens and tomorrow's generations. I am your host, Tamlin Shimizu, and I hope you will enjoy this episode and gain knowledge and connections to accelerate the change for a better urban life. Smart in the City is brought to you by Babel Smart Cities. We enable processes from research and strategy development to co-creation and implementation. To learn more about us, please visit the Babel platform at babel-smartcities.eu. So we are live at the Urban Future Conference, back with another great episode for with you today. Um, so we're sitting in Stuttgart, Germany, in a heat wave also, <laughs> might I add. Um, and I've had the opportunity already to meet with many urban stakeholders at this fantastic event. So big thank you to Urban Future for allowing us to be media partners and uh, getting to talk to great stakeholders. One of those is the uh, lovely gentleman sitting across from me right now. I have the pleasure of introducing you to Oriol Estela Barnett. Um, he's the General Coordinator of the Metropolitan Strategic Plan Association of Barcelona, or otherwise known as PMB. Welcome onto the show. Thank you very much for inviting me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's my pleasure. Um, so you, oh, I also mentioned this title, but I also understand that you are doing things in the Barcelona Neighborhood Plan, the Scientific Board of the Barcelona Innovation Foundation, and other things. So you you must be a busy a busy man. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, these are responsibilities that come along with the, the other title. So as a representative of the Metropolitan Strategic Plan, I have to be in other boards and in other uh, places. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so usually I say that we warm up with a question, but at Urban Future, when it's been so hot, I've been saying cooling down. <laughs> Um, so let's do a little cool down question. Um, so uh, since I guess you just landed in Stuttgart last night or yes. yesterday, but so far, what do you think are the biggest differences and biggest commonalities between Stuttgart and Barcelona? Oh, wow. For the, <laughs> yeah, the first thing is that uh, I've been surprised not to find a uh, a city center, an old city center, like we have, for instance, in Barcelona, in other in other cities. I, I suppose that it is due to history and, yes. and events <laughs> that happen in this in this part of the world. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, this is one thing that trying to find the city center is is not easy if you only look to the buildings. And uh, the other one, of course, is size uh, because the the airport is, is is very close to the city. You have the metro going there and and. And in the in the route from the uh, airport to the city center, you have a lot of landscapes, different landscapes. No, you have an industrial one, and I think it's a trade fair also uh, yeah. near the airport. But then you have even forests, and you you go uh, so under, and then you go you go up, and it, yeah, it's a it's a very nice uh, a very nice trip from the the airport from to, the, to airport, the city yeah. and it looks like a like a, you know like a human city no i think i've seen a lot of uh, of bicycles and uh, well I, I i think it's a nice city i don't know it very much uh, but uh, <laughs> is it your I first think. time here uh, yeah it's my first okay time. well welcome welcome um <laughs> really you. glad to have you yeah you know nobody says that stuttgart really is the most beautiful city or may might not be well as well known as the barcelona's but i think it has a very high livability as a couple of the points that you just mentioned so mm -hmm. um yeah absolutely so i want to dig into your background now give the give the people all your uh wealth of knowledge 
John, where did you come from? Um, how did you get here? I understand you have a background as an econ economist and a geographer. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Well, I, I thought I had my degree in, in economics, uh, but I, I immediately I started working in a consultancy firm uh, that worked uh, in different uh, places in Spain, different cities. I worked first in Andalusia and Galicia and so. And uh, I was involved in this field of the local economic development that I never heard about in the, <laughs> in the university. And uh, I found exciting you know, how to help uh, cities how to how to help places to thrive to to develop to to have more economic activity and more of course uh, uh, quality of life for for the citizens. And I started uh, working on local strategic development plans and local economic development plans. Uh, back in this was in '95, and uh, and after ten years working uh, working on the on the consultancy, in the private consultancy, but for local governments, I uh, started working at the Barcelona Provincial Council, that uh, covers 311 municipalities. Uh, one of them is the city of Barcelona, but uh, in these 311 municipalities, you can find rural uh, municipalities as well. Uh, the the, the small smallest one in terms of inhabitants has 28 inhabitants. So it's a very- 28. Yeah, 28, <laughs> not 28,000, no, 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 28. And, uh, and this is, a, for me, it has been, it has been a, a magnificent school. It's, it's amazing school of learning about the, the territory, you know, the differences, the urban, the rural, and so on. And that's the reason that I decided then to become geographer, because <laughs> I'm an economist, but I don't have, I don't know about territory. And to work uh, in my position, now I define myself as a, a professional of uh, local economic development. And I think that the combination of economy, you know, uh, economics and geography, it's, it's uh, perfect. Now I need some uh, of anthropology or maybe some of, uh, I don't know, other fields of expertise, but uh, knowledge. But uh, for me, this combination has worked. And then in 2016, I became a civil servant for the Provincial Council of Barcelona, and I was working as a head of the uh, local economic strategies uh, at that time. But in, in 2016, they asked me, they appoint me to the position of uh, the general coordinator of the Metropolitan Strategic Plan. That it, it was one of the places that I thought, that where will I retire? Uh, and one of the two places that I had in mind was the Metropolitan Strategic Plan, because I said, I, I, I want to apply all my wisdom uh, in my own city and in my own uh, metropolitan region. But I had the opportunity to do this. Uh, Incredible. Uh, yeah. So this is it for you. This is, uh, this is the end game. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I have a lot of things to do. And maybe yeah. I'm they, not only in the metropolitan region of Barcelona, but of course, it's a, a landmark for me to... to to be part of this yeah incredible journey uh, i love to hear about that and can you now talk about what what does it mean to be general coordinator um what do you do uh yeah it was uh <laughs> right now after uh, seven years uh now i i am managing a, an amazing team of uh, about 15 people 
that uh, we have been working together, especially for the last four years, uh, building this Metropolitan Commitment 2030, the new strategic plan for the Metropolitan Region of Barcelona. And uh, we have created a, a team that uh, is able to facilitate, uh, to incubate projects. To uh, it's, it, We are like a platform for co cooperation. I think that it's one of the most wonderful things that you can do and uh, the most useful things that you can do when you work for the city, you know, for the future of your city or of your metropolitan area or, or region that is how to make all the stakeholders and all the actors and all the organizations and all the people that is doing good things for the future uh, to collaborate, to, to work together and uh, to find new ways of uh, new alliances, uh, unexpected alliances, uh, say sometimes no, with organizations that never met, but uh, you are able to put them in contact and do, to make them see that what you are doing is uh, is, uh, is, is something that can match with what uh, others are doing. And uh, yeah, that is my, uh, my work right now. Well, in these days I am explaining it, this a lot because the strategic plan is very new. So I am like a public relations now for the strategic plan. <laughs> Doing a lot of communications, yeah. other podcasts maybe. Uh, or... <laughs> and uh, conferences and so, but the most important thing is, is, is to pilot this, this team. Uh, that uh, I think that is an amazing thing that can can do extraordinary things in terms of uh, building alliances and building cooperation. I love that. I actually have a session just after this on unlikely partnerships um, mm -hmm. here that I'm doing together with Bloxup. Um, what I'm wondering if you can give an example of a you you mentioned an unlikely partnership. Um, is there an example you think of? Well, the, the 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 most typical example is one this big institution. No, for instance, we have in Barcelona. We have worked a lot in the food uh, policies uh, area, no, the food strategy, and uh, we had the the the, the main uh, uh, market, no, the the the, the wholesale market for the wholesale food market in Barcelona. That is, it's like a city itself. No, it's a very big company. It's a public company. But of course, it works with private uh, operators, and uh, and uh, we uh, there has been always a, a fight uh, between uh, the the producers, no local producers, the small local producers, with this big market because this big market brings food from all over the world, and uh, it was very difficult to 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 make them sit in the same table and and to talk about cooperation, about uh, uh, things to do uh, together. And uh, and we achieved this goal uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, we started working on a new project that uh, means like building something like this uh, wholesale food market, but uh, at a small scale and devoted to uh, local producers. And uh, when you see these results, you know that uh, the cooperation uh, works because there's someone. Like uh, our team is, you no, know, that, that's is, is there's an institution that is devoted to. A cooperation and to make others uh, work together, it works because um, we always meet and uh, and we'll talk to each other or are part of different organizations or platforms uh, that uh, or networks, you no, know, and, and and chat about things that, are, that we must do. But then everyone uh, goes back home and has the, their own businesses. If you have a, a team that is the, that. Its role, its main role, is to make things happen. 
No? Uh, we always say we, we started being 30 years ago, more than 30 years ago, a think tank. And now we are a think and make others do tank. Uh, I and love if, that. If possible, think, uh, think and do tank, but we are not that uh, powerful as uh, to do a lot of things. But uh, what is most, the most important thing is that we can make others do things. So you're the one pushing and pulling uh, yeah. a lot of these pieces together, right? Um, awesome. So I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about the biggest challenges that you think the metropolitan region are facing today. Mm -hmm. In our case, one of the biggest challenge so we have different types of challenges there is one challenge challenge that is the governance challenge so it's how to make this metropolitan region that is the real city for us uh, to work and to have uh, policies at this scale and projects at this scale and as there we don't have a government for this uh, for this territory that covers more than 150 municipalities 5 million inhabitants uh, we don't have the, the, the typical governance structures no, we don't have a government we don't have a budget, we don't have uh, agencies at, at this scale, but we, in, in the process of, uh, of, of making the, the Metropolitan uh, Commitment 2030, uh, we have identified a lot of uh, several fields of action or several challenges that must be uh, faced from this scale. Uh, and, uh, and and that's and that's what we what we have been done all this time to identifying what makes sense to face from the metropolitan uh, region and uh, scale and what governance tools can can we build bottom up in this case because uh, there will be no uh, new uh, government for this area but we need to build. Uh, bottom-up uh, governance tools, and that's for us is the the, the most important challenge right now. Um, linked to this, there's another challenge that is that in Spain there is only one metropolitan area as an institution, a uh, formal uh, institution that is in Barcelona for the metropolitan area. Uh, so we don't have national policy supporting metropolitan policies uh, uh -huh. because there's yeah. only one so it makes no uh and uh and now that we have national elections in in spain in july we will have national elections we are in a campaign right now to make the political parties that will be in the elections to think about the metropolitan uh structure of the of, of a country like spain that we have big cities madrid zaragoza sevilla bilbao etc uh we need uh, metropolitan uh, governance tools in this case from top down so we have to match this this is in terms of uh, how to function in terms of the the challenge for the society of course is inequalities we have uh, so Barcelona is a success uh, case. No, it's a, it's a city that uh, you can use as a, a model for several things. No, since the Olympic Games in 1992, it was a, a second or third tier city in the world, and now it's uh, among the uh, most important cities in the in the world in all the you know creativity, entrepreneurship, innovation rankings, and and so so and so forth. It, it was impossible to think. Uh, that this would happen in, back in the 1980s when the strategic planning started in in, in Barcelona, and um, but uh, all this success has the counterside that is the inequalities. Where inequalities have grown a lot, uh, especially since 2008, and that means that our development model was weak. 
was not that strong, was not that resilient as we say now, mm. no? because uh, things are uh, on worse and worse for uh, a lot of people. And we have inequalities, both social and both territorial. So we have uh, areas, no, big areas in the metropolitan region that are becoming big, deprived neighborhoods, no, vulnerable uh, neighborhoods, and that they have not taken advantage of the progress of the city uh, in this past uh, 30, 40 years. So we must address these inequalities at all levels. And then, of course, climate change is the, the global challenge for, for all. So how to combine, you no? Know, uh, this environmental justice, no, the, the fair transition uh, uh, in front of the, the climate emergency is one of the biggest concerns. Complex, big challenges that you're tackling yes. there. So um, I guess then how do we, you have a lot of really good material in this, uh, this commitment, um, but how would you advise, so how do the practitioners on the ground implementing the managers, the project managers, all of these types of people, how can they bring this vision to life um, in, in their everyday work? What do you think? Well, I'll, one of the things that we have done, we, this Metropolitan Commitment 2030 is based on eight grand, uh, big missions uh, for, in different areas. So we have the food mission, the mobility mission, the housing mission. And for uh, each of these missions, we have, uh, uh, like, uh, we have identified an existing, already existing organization or institution or network, multi-stakeholder organization, network, or, uh, or institution. Uh, and we like are embedded in them. No, well, so they have adopted the, the, let's say, adopt a mission. So they, they have adopted uh, the, the mission agenda and we are working together to make uh, uh, things happen, no? to make others do, uh, all these organizations uh, in the field no? that work in the neighborhoods and work in, the, in, in all the metropolitan region territory work together. And uh, one of the things that is, uh, is uh, together with this, we are working on what we call the decalogues, that is 10 things that a school can do a uh, family can do, a uh, small shop can do, a uh, municipality can do, and so on and so forth, just to, uh, just to make people realize that everyone can contribute to, to, this, to this mission. No? The, the mission has a, a, a specific goal, no? and a, a strategic goal defined. And uh, we, what we do is to align all the different stakeholders and all the people that can contribute to, to these missions to work together. And to make to build new alliances, to develop new tools uh, for work, uh, starting with data because uh, we don't have uh, so many indicators at metropolitan region level. So it's important to have the information, to have the indicators, the data at this level, and uh, and, and and creating new collaboration processes. So this is our, our work to involve uh, all the stakeholders. It, no matter the size, no matter the power that they have, so anyone can contribute to the to the metropolitan uh, to the metropolitan commitment 2030 and and its missions. And we invite uh, if someone doesn't know how to contribute, just come to visit us, and we will <laughs> explain to you. And we will put you in contact with other stakeholders, uh, no matter public, private, uh, the academy, uh, social organizations. We have. 
a huge ecosystem of, of, of stakeholders and uh, they have been cooperating with us, more than 700 uh, institutions and organizations. So, so this is the, the way that we work, just making them, in, involving them in, in, in the development yeah. of the Metropolitan Commitment. I will tell our Barcelona office uh, on how to get more involved sure. with, with you all. Yeah. Yes, because one one thing that we have introduced, uh, one uh, innovation that we have introduced in this strategic plan is that usually uh, you say uh, cities work with the quadruple helix and say, no, it's the public, the private, the academy and citizens. And we have added a fifth one because it's media, because ah. media is very important for us because yeah. Uh, no, it's not easy to explain what means the metropol being metropolitan or acting metropolitan. So people is, is tied to the, the neighborhood or the, the city, the municipality. But when it comes to work, you know, at metropolitan level or to make people think at metropolitan level is something that is not easy for them. And, and, and it's not easy for the media to, to, to understand, and it's even not easy for the politicians to understand what yeah. do we mean when we are we we are proposing you no know, metropolitan uh, strategies, metropolitan policies, and metropolitan solutions to the challenges that we face. So media is important. So please, uh, yeah, actually, join. <laughs> yeah, actually, you know, we we do we do media, of course, with the podcast, and then we're involved in so many other areas too that are overlapping with um, everything to do with urban innovation and things like that so i think it would be really good to get more involved it's great that you're so hands-on also because when you think of strategic planning you don't necessarily think like hands-on like bringing people together you think like oh you make a plan and you leave it yeah. right but you're really taking this hands-on approach saying hey this is our mission getting everybody on board to the mission and then seeing how you can push that through to the other stakeholders, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, That's the, the difference uh, since yeah. 2016. We've been working to to transform the think tank that we were into a a, uh, tank. a, a, yeah, <laughs> a, a, a team that can we've been trained in the you know design thinking uh, processes and uh, prototyping and uh, facilitation and everything that can uh, make us be the 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 institution that we want that is a, a hub for uh for the metropolitan policies and, and innovation yeah yeah wonderful i i really like that approach so um I, I want to talk also about any do you have any more what's what's in the what does the future hold do you have any upcoming initiatives what what's going on in the future well uh so one thing is building, uh, finishing uh, all the process and building the governance of the eight missions because now we must we have identified um, and we have the agreements with the eight uh, institutions, networks, blah blah that uh, that will pilot the the missions. But now we have to develop these and to build new indicators and so on and the way that we will work. But in the meantime. Uh, we have the opportunity of European funds and next generation funds, and we have identified several opportunities uh, linked to the, the the missions. And now we are working. We are applying, I think, like six or seven different projects with uh -huh. all of them uh, with different stakeholders to develop projects at uh, at metropolitan region level. That's one thing to do. And this year, and uh, very recently, we have had elections in the in Barcelona, yeah. <laughs> local elections. Now we will have national elections. And of course, we are working, we are a public-private partnership and the public parties like so we must wait a little bit uh, to to have more attention from them. But this is one thing. And the other very important 
important thing for us that we are working on now is an urban rural pact. Because uh, we understand the metropolis not as something with uh, its urban walls and separate from the rest of the territory, in this case from the rest of Catalonia. Uh, we really believe that uh, if we have a strong uh, metropolis and a strong strong in the terms of planning, a strong in terms of well-articulated uh, networks of cities uh, around this concept of metropolis, if you want, uh, the rural areas will uh, will be more sustainable and will be easier for the rural areas to progress. Because yeah. otherwise, if you leave uh, the metropolitan areas, the metropolitan regions to them, let's say market forces, or you don't plan them or so, they become black holes. They absorb everything, all the investments, all, all the uh, high-level uh, jobs and everything. Because even in Barcelona, tourists, everything, uh, is the, 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 the trend is, is to concentrate in the big city and the city center and, and the most important, uh, well, the, 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 well, the core of the, of the metropolis. And we don't want this because we think that this is not the future and it makes everything unsustainable. And uh, for instance, in terms of commuting, no? because we have a lot yeah. of commuting that is uh, mainly from the outskirts, no? from the metropolitan region to the city center, to Barcelona. Every day, 400,000 uh, cars uh, come and go from the metropolitan region to the city of Barcelona. Uh, and this is not sustainable. So uh, for us, this idea of an urban rural pact in order to uh, manage properly water, uh, energy, uh, food, uh, and even people, even talent, uh, all these resources, and to find ways to make it more equitable. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a very important. And we are working on this, and we are working with the metropol uh, with the regional government of Catalonia, which is very important. Yeah, the involvement absolutely. of the regional government. Yeah, absolutely. I have a couple questions that I trying to think about it um, also from a, a couple different perspectives here. Um, I was wondering if you can put on your economist hat mm -hmm. and say, like, from an economist point of view, what do you think are the most crucial elements for success in these types of uh, strategic plans? Or you can even think about it on a project basis. What do you think is the most crucial element of, for success as an economist? As economist, uh, I would say that uh, rebuilding ownership uh, for the local economies is very important, mm -hmm. and uh, and uh, yeah, and 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 recovering some uh, fields of sovereignty um, in terms of energy, in terms of well, that that's what ownership means. No, that the, it's the 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 locals, it's the people who can it's able to decide about. Uh, how things work, no, and how mm -hmm. things uh, are managed, and um, and yeah, I think that that uh, the, the the problem is that people sees like uh, economy as something in the air, no, that uh, there's I don't know a, a hidden committee, <laughs> you know, don't know where that is deciding, no, and uh, this this complot, no, theories, and and so and no, the economy is what we do every day. Yeah. It's, uh, it depends on our, our daily decisions and our daily acts. And uh, to make people understand 
that the local economy. It's, it's not a, a question of being uh, protectionist. It's a question of understanding that the economy works. Uh, uh, it, it's a flow. And if this this flow, you know, you have uh, flows of uh, income now to the to Barcelona, but these flows uh, as as they come, they go. Uh, you have nothing. You must find ways to get uh, these uh, these flows of income of, uh, of uh, resources stuck in the territory, or at least to uh, circulate as much as you can. And uh, this is the multiplier effect, no? And, and it's, it's lesson one of um, microeconomy 1.1. And, uh, and this is only possible if there is uh, ownership of the economy from, from the people, no? And that means that they are involved in the businesses and companies. It doesn't mean that it's everything public, but it means that, uh, that people is involved in economic decisions. Yeah, yeah. Really, really interesting to see your perspective there. And um, okay, now Economist Hat is uh, taken off. And now as a geographer, what do you, same question, what do you think is the most crucial element for success? Is the, the to understand that cities, it's like uh, cities have five dimensions. So you can see the city or if, if you want to, to govern a city, you need to take uh, into account five dimensions. The first dimension is the, the, the city as a living body, is a, the metabolism of the city. So the city has uh, uh, resources, no? takes resources um, every day uh, from uh, well, the rest of the world, no? but usually you know, from, from the immediate uh, surroundings of the city, water and food and, and so on. Anyway, it uh, takes resources and it generates uh, waste. No? This is the metabolism of the city as the mm -hmm. metabolism as humans. And uh, you must understand uh, that this covers, of course, uh, as I said, these now are mostly global processes, but uh, you have this concept of ecoregion or bioregion. It uh, means this, no? it's the main land uh, where the city uh, has its footprint no? and in the surroundings. This is one concept, and it's a geographical concept. The second one is the functional city. The functional city is uh, related with the, our day-by-day uh, -day lives and the commuting and where do we go for uh, to study or for work or uh, to visit our relatives or to take care of others. This is what it, it's it's the, the the dimension that is more linked to what we understand as a metropolitan area or region no because it's related with commuting with everyday uh, lives and and activities this is a second dimension and it, it it's not easy that it's the same dimension that the, in, in terms of territory that the first one they are usually different the third one is the administrative city so it's the boundaries, the, the, the administrative boundaries that we have in our cities. For instance, in Barcelona, in the metropolitan region of Barcelona, we are talking about uh, 5 million inhabitants in 150 municipalities, uh, six different counties, one province, one region, blah, blah. There are a lot of administrative boundaries that, uh, that uh, are there. Uh, Singapore is 5 million inhabitants and it's one city, one state, one, <laughs> it's, it's only one. So they have not this, this one. Day. So this is 
some the context uh, matters and the institutional context matters. So we have this third dimension, and of course we know that is not the same dimension that the functional one. So that's the reason that we need this all these municipalities to cooperate into metropolitan policies. The fourth one is the identity. Where do we belong? Which is our community? Uh, are we identified with our neighborhood, with our city, with the metropolis? I said no. Spoiler: No. <laughs> <laughs> the neighborhood, city. Well, it's so. You have to uh, uh, combine um, to combine uh, the metabolic dimension, the functional dimension, the administrative dimension, and the uh, identity dimension, and then you have. The flows, you know, the the global flows of uh, uh, wealth and uh, you know and, and resources and investments and so on is the fifth one. And from the city, you the only thing that you can do is how to attract it and how to use these five dimensions. So from the geographical point of view, is the challenge is how to govern a territory that is influenced by these five different dimensions that are not easily. Uh, Shaped, no, in, in, yeah. the, shape in, in the in the same in, well, in, in the same governance tools and the same government governance uh, processes. No, really, really interesting to hear all your thoughts on that. Um, I always like to give an open floor now, um, and that's to let you speak to anything that we haven't yet gotten the chance to talk about today. Is there anything that you really want listeners to know? Um, anything that you're really passionate about that we didn't yet get the chance to talk about? Would you like to take the open floor? <laughs> <laughs> no, yes, no. What I'm looking because I think it's a, it's a different. It's a difference from urban future and other conferences and other places that is a focus on innovative solutions and 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 to asking different questions that the typical questions that that we are that we have in other in other uh, gatherings like. like this no so i found very interesting that uh, the, the different point the different points of view and of course everything that is related and how to innovate in governance and, and, and how to make these five dimensions that, that i mentioned before uh, of the city work together and, uh, and 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 that's the only possibility to make uh, cities uh, uh, flourish and, and and thrive uh it's 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 our interest and how to involve people on this you know, we are we are working or we want to work uh we started working with the uh, citizen labs in the in barcelona and with the citizen science processes i i want to learn more about this and the different experiences of the cities working on this and, and making them work for the for the general governments and, and, and the policy no? as, as, as not only as a matter of uh, governments but as a matter of, of all the society you know the social all the community yeah absolutely thanks so much for sharing um now we get to play a little game okay. um <laughs> it's a segment that uh, is one of my favorite segments called roll with the punches roll with the punches Answer this or that questions quickly and with your first instincts. Um, so I'll ask, it, it, some of them are kind of silly, some of them are uh, more related to what we were just speaking about, and you just answer, you have to pick one or the other. 
um, and you just go through it quickly. And then uh, at the end, we can uh, talk a little bit more if you want to explain your answers. Okay. Are you ready? Ready. Okay, perfect. Very confident. I like it. <laughs> Most people are like, mm, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'll so, do my best. <laughs> yes, I, I believe in you. It's not as complicated as it sounds. So, um, Good. Urban planning or innovation? Innovation. Paella or tapas? Paella. Electric vehicles or public transportation public improvements? Public transportation. <laughs> coastal towns or mountainside? Uh, <laughs> coastal towns. <laughs> That's the one that stumps you. <laughs> Vertical farming or community gardens? Uh, say the first one. A vertical farming. Yes, this one. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, ec economics or geography? <laughs> oh. Okay, let's say geography. <laughs> Public policy or community engagement? Community engagement. Very good. All right. Do you want to explain any of your answers? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I must uh, say something about geography or economics because I, I think that they work better together. Yeah. Just, uh, and the dominance now is from the economy side. So... I prefer now the, the geography side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, makes sense. And um, you said innovation over planning. Yeah, yeah, because uh, urban planning, uh, if it is not innovative, it won't uh, adapt or it won't be able to to face the challenges because we have a, a changing world, a changing environment. And so urban planning, just if you get stuck to urban planning, you need more flexible tools mm -hmm. to make it work better. So I think that innovation, of course, it, it's more or less the same. Okay, we had a lot of urban planning and no uh, that much innovation. We need innovation in urban planning. Too. Yeah, yeah, very <laughs> good. Uh, anything else you want to explain? Are you all good yeah, with how, it, good. how it's left? Yeah. Okay. Well, it depends on the paella or tapas. It depends on oh. who makes the paella and who, who makes the tapas. <laughs> <Because> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good point. Good point. <laughs> all right. So now we're at the very final question. It's a question that we ask every single guest. And it's to you what is a smart city? A smart city. For me, a smart city is a city. So then a community of people that knows where they want to go and uh, and get into action uh, using the community resources, uh, their wisdom, their their knowledge and their their hands to make it possible so to get, get they get into action to achieve a common future of yeah. course for better yeah, good, good. No, it's always just interesting because everyone has a different uh, way of explaining it and they're all very valid and mm -hmm. uh, very useful to take into account. So over these episodes, I've gathered all these different uh, thoughts and they all play into my overall image of what a city can be. Um, so thanks so much. Um, and uh, I want to take a second and say yeah, thank you to Urban Future once again for hosting us. If you missed Urban Future Conference also this year, you can go to next year in Rotterdam. I hope I'll also see you there again. Um, and thank you so much for all of your valuable insights. Yeah, you want to say uh, Just one more thing, mm -hmm. because uh, next year, well, from September to next September, uh, 23, 24, uh, Barcelona will be the European capital of democracy. And ah, uh, yeah. it's very important for us because it will allow us to, to test some, uh, some participatory processes or new tools, innovations at metropolitan level. So I think that uh -huh. uh, related to what I said before, I think that it's important to make people know that uh, from September uh, on, we will have 
a lot of activities uh, and and participation processes, uh, yeah. discussions and yeah and experiments and. So we're all invited to all invited your favorite to place for paella. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> okay, good, good. Uh, we won't miss it. So thank you so much for all of your insights and knowledge and uh, for playing along and for talking with me today, even through the heat of the day. <laughs> so thank you so much. It's really valuable to have you. You're welcome here and in Barcelona. <laughs> uh, yes, I'll see you there. Thank you all for listening. I'll see you at the next stop on the journey to a better urban life.